Turn your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2. We want to finish well. <laughs> and Elijah knew how to finish well. Okay. And I have two people who um, are going to read the scripture, and Jerry's going to use a microphone with them. We'll, one, uh, Sid will read verses 1 through 9, and Trish will, will read verses 10 through 18. 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 through 18. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elijah from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elijah, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elijah said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as my soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elijah and said to him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head to thee? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold ye, hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Elijah, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elijah and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Terry, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off, and they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither, so that they too went over on dry ground. <clears throat> and it came to pass, when they were going over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee, behold, I be taken away from thee. And Elijah said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Otherwise not. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them apart. He picked up the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the cloak that had fallen from him and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah, he asked. When he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed over. The company of the prophets from Jericho, who were watching, said, The spirit of Elijah is resting on Elisha. And they went to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. Look, they said, 
We, your servants, have fifty able men. Let them go and look for your master. Perhaps the Spirit of the Lord has picked him up and set him down on some mountain or in some valley. No, Elisha replied, do not send them. But they persisted until he was too ashamed to refuse. So he said, send them. And they sent fifty men who searched for three days but did not find him. When they returned to Elijah, who was staying in Jericho, he said to them, Didn't I tell you not to go? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he told them not to go. You know, the reason, just that little statement was, obviously, they didn't even believe God could take Elijah right on up into heaven, okay? They had to go searching for him. A couple points here I want to get. I believe some wonderful principles as far as what we're looking at, as far as our Christian walk. I want to finish well. I want to do what God has called me to do. I want to, no matter what my age is, I will continue on. And if God comes and takes me out <clears throat> in the chariots and the horses then in a, in a whirlwind, then I'm out of here, okay? Uh, otherwise, I'm going to continue to preach, to teach, to share the Word of God with people that God presents to me. I want to finish well. And this is what happened. Elijah is a prophet, and he had a school of prophets. And even the 50 that they were talking about here were in that school of prophets. But we see a distinction here that Elijah wanted to finish well. He was going to do what God called him to do right to the very end of his life. And four times you hear him say, for the Lord has sent me here. And a lot of times as we get older, probably the the not our greatest challenge will be for those overt, blatant sins, but what our sin will be is that we take a back seat to what God is doing in the earth today. That is a sin. We know what to do is right, and we don't do it. In the book of James, it says, then we know it's sin. It's a sin of omission. There are sins of commission, but there are sins of not doing what God calls us to do. So we see that Elijah was determined. Elijah persevered no matter what God told him to do. And he actually was mentoring Elisha. He was mentoring Elisha. And we see here some real wonderful principles as far as what, as far as us, um, you know, in our walk with Jesus. Now, a lot of times Christians will, you know, they'll go to church and, and so forth three or four times a month because obviously sometimes it may sort of soothe our conscience and so forth. And there's not as much temptation, again, towards that blatant, open sin that we know we're faced with. And so what did Jesus tell us to do? He told us to go into all the world and make disciples, preach the gospel, tell people about Jesus, about the way to salvation. He told us to do that in Matthew chapter 28. We know very, very clearly. And Elijah was telling people what to, he was a righteous man and he was obviously trying to restore by the power of God the righteousness back to the, the people of Israel and so forth. But a lot of times we do not see it because we sort of in a way say, well, we'll pass the baton on to the younger generation. I paid my dues. No need for me to be involved. No need for me to fulfill these things. We've got a younger generation that have more energy than I do. And so forth. let them do it. Well, Elijah didn't see it this way. 
He went right on and obviously was continuing to minister to people right up until the Lord took him out. There are only two people recorded that did not face death. One was Enoch. And actually the Bible says that Enoch walked with God. In other words, he had fellowship with God. He knew God. He communed with God. And then there was Elijah. He didn't die either. He was taken up. So these two people obviously did not face death. And and I don't know, the rapture could come back at any time. I believe that uh, obviously we'll be, you know, if you're a believer, you're born again, you're saved, then you'll be taken out. You'll be raptured out. I'm, I'm telling you, there's a big sort of, <clears throat> what I'm looking at is is this uh, kind of debate now of uh, the, the pre-tribulation being taken out before, raptured out of the world Christians before the tribulation. And then there seems to be another school here of thought of that the church won't be raptured out until maybe the seventh trumpet in uh, the tribulation that will take place and so forth. So it's not conditioned on your salvation, but it's interesting. I like to look at it. I want to get out of here before the tribulation takes place because I want to tell you the tribulation is going to be really bad. It's going to be real bad. I can't, I can't even and tell you how bad it's going to be. Right, Jerry? <laughs> Jerry's. <laughs> and so we know there's this, but, but I want to tell you today, we're to work till he comes. We're to persevere till he comes. Doesn't make any difference. I want to tell you today, and I want to talk about that anointing that Elijah had. And I believe the anointing that you and I have also. And Elisha wanted that. And actually, Elisha came up and he said, would you, uh, he, and, uh, he was right there by Elijah. And finally, Elijah finally turned to him and said, well, go ahead and ask, what do you, what do you want? And he said, I want a double portion. He knew that he needed to be anointed by the Lord. What is anointing? It's power. Power to serve the Lord. Authority to serve the Lord. It's power to live the Christian life every day, to resist temptation. There is a major affront against believers today as you stand upon truth today because there's a lot of lies going around. There are a lot of things that are being said and you're scratching your head saying, that's not true, that's not true. And you and I have to be grounded in truth if we're going to be able to discern what's a lie and what's not. You and I need to obviously get right with God and, and say, I'm going to do this thing to the very end. I'm going to continue to seek you with all of my heart to the very end. But the temptation is, let the younger guys do it. You know, I, I, I fulfilled my responsibility. That's not what God tells us to do, obviously. And, and here we see Elijah's breaking barriers right up to the, the very end. In verse 8, he walks up to the Jordan River. And, um, and obviously he, he parts the waters there. The anointing is so powerful that he does these things. He trusts that God will come through for him. I trust that God is going to help Olivia in this situation. I trust that God is going to help others of you in the situation you're in. And that is the hope that we had that we talked about last week. I trust my God that he's bigger than these problems that we have. And we may have to go through some problems, and that's true, yes. But I know my God holds my hand when I walk through those problems. And no matter what it is I face in life, my God is with me. And I'll continue on till the day he either takes me out in a whirlwind, the rapture, or whether or not I die, natural death, whatever it may be. 
is I will stand and I will tell other people about Jesus Christ. And I believe he caused the church to do that. Don't you? I believe that's what he's saying today. And Elijah was still making breakthroughs here. But sometimes, you know, we see it. It looks like, well, my goodness, it's not working. But I want to tell you, when you're obedient and you stand upon the promises of God and you draw close to him, somewhere something will happen. It may happen in heaven. It may be ultimately that we have the ultimate healing. It may happen in heaven. But I'll tell you today, our God will come through for us because that's who he is. And so don't back down. When I came and I finally felt like, and I've shared this story with you, is that uh, when I finally felt that it was time to retire from hospice because I couldn't do it, and obviously my age and so forth, and I said, Lord, I'm going back and I'm going to put my time in the church in preparation for revival, preparation for what I believe God wants to do in the earth today. And you say, but Jim, it doesn't look like it's happening. And sometimes, obviously, it doesn't. And sometimes it looks bleak. And sometimes it looks like the darkness is overtaking the light. But that's not truth. The truth is the light will drive the darkness out. And if I prepare the way for the next generation to receive more of what God's doing in the earth today, then so be it. But I've been obedient to what God wants. And that's what I'm called to do. And this is what Elijah was doing. And he had Elisha there by his side. And he went to different cities. And remember what he did? He challenged Elisha. He said, Elisha, you better stay here. And what did Elisha say? Elisha said, I'm going with you. I'm going with you. And every time he said, I'm going with you. And the question is today for you and me, are you going on with God? You see, God wants to reveal so much to our heart. There's so much to more of God that we, we haven't experienced. And yet, sometimes we sort of back out of the fray because we say, just let the younger guys do it. You know, I'm tired. You know, I paid my due. I've done what God's called me to do and so forth. No, you keep on until God calls you home or where you can't. But I want to tell you, you can minister from a bed. You can minister from wherever because there are prayer warriors that are needed in this country today. Just like I'm saying, we need to pray and you can do that flat on your back. Whatever's going on in your life, you can do that and fulfill that. Elisha said, no, I want to stay with you. And that's what I tell Jesus. No, I want to stay with you when the time, get, the, the goings get tough. And I tell Jesus that I want to stay with you. That I want to take and I'm going to do this thing as far as the church is concerned until you call me home, until you say something different. When God tells me different, then I'll let you know. But he hasn't told me differently. God is saying today, he's looking for, for warriors today. Warriors can't be mamby-pamby about this and that and sort of backing down every time, sometimes when the, the going gets tough and the tough have got to get going. We've got to buckle down. Elijah did that, and Elisha said, I'm not budging. I'm following you here. Elisha basically is saying here, do you want more? Are you content with where you are? I'm not content where I am. I want to grow in Christ. I believe that obviously the Bible says that we grow, and we're, we're made in the image of him, and, and obviously we, are, we obviously grow up to be more like Jesus Christ, and he has not finished with me, and he's not finished with you. When you take your last breath, you'll be in glory land. But until then, I want to tell you, I'm telling him, I want to go on with him. There's more and more of God. He asks us these things, certainly. 
But I'll tell you here, we have a choice. We have a choice to say, no, nah, I want to stay where I'm at. I'm not, I don't want to grow in Christ. I want just what I've gotten. You know, I've gone far enough and I've done a lot for the Lord, Jim. You just don't know. You just don't know. Let me tell you today, there's always more of God. There's always more that He wants to do in your life and in my life. Don't you know it today? You know, Elisha is not content to stay where he is. And Elisha says to Elijah, no, I'm coming with you. Isn't that great? Doesn't that just inspire you? It brings me back because life is tough. There, there are things that, that come against us today and whether it's warfare or just life itself, it's tough, it's not easy. And God is saying, are you going to give up when the going gets tough? Are you going to hang in there? Elisha said, I'm going with you here. And obviously, uh, after Elisha, he passes these tests here. That's when Elijah finally says, ask, what do you want? Elijah says, you know, I, I want a double portion. I can see it's going to be tough, and I need a double portion. I believe he saw the severity of things today. Do you see the severity of things today in our society? Do you see that today? Last night, we obviously were there on the north side, and we were sitting in a restaurant, and, and a, a man had on his uh, T-shirt, Santa Fe. I couldn't read what the other thing said, but I'm sure it was something in relating here to over here. In this high school that you could say it's in the country, they've already got somebody else with a gun and so forth. This is not stopping. And you and I have the, have the privilege of prayer for these and covering our country, praying for revival, praying for those in authority today, just like the Bible calls us to do. I'm not giving up and I'm not backing down. I'm persevering because I want all of what God has for Jim Barcliffe and I want all of what God has for the church of the living God. Let me tell you today, I'm inspired today because of the word of God here. Now, you know what happened. Elisha saw him. He said, you can have this double portion if you see me when I'm taken up. And so Elisha had revelation. I've talked about revelation. Revelation obviously comes from the word, the revealing. He was revealing in his heart. He saw him. You know, the, uh, I'm not sure the other prophets there didn't see him, but Elisha saw him. You know, we need revelation. We need God to speak to us and to guide us. And, and obviously, we don't need to lean on our own understanding. I love Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, where it says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and don't lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge Him, and the Bible says He will direct your paths. And so I'm leaning, obviously, upon the Lord, and not upon my P-mind, but sometimes I... I try to analyze and sometimes I see something happening. I see great things happening. I begin to try to compute it and try to analyze it. And before long, I've already talked myself out of it. Don't do it. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't throw your mind out. God never tells us to do that. But don't lean on your own understanding. Trust God and ask Him for the revelation because when He speaks to us, that rhema word of God, it spurs us on to do what God called us to do. Can we catch what I'm talking about today? Are we hearing? Today, God is speaking to our hearts. He's saying today, church, get on your knees and pray because there's a desperate, obvious desperation in people's lives out there. The things that are happening, we need to be aware of. Obviously, these prophets that were hanging around Elijah trying to learn and so forth, they obviously were half-hearted. They were half-hearted about it. 
And they began to taunt Elisha, you know, and came up to him and said, don't you know your master's going to be taken, taken out of here tomorrow and so forth? And what did Elisha say? Yeah, I know it. And then what did he say? He said, be silent. You know what he said in the Hebrew? Shut up. Have you ever had that? You're trying to be positive and some person comes around you that's negative. Some person comes around you and saying, you know, in a way, and, and it could be interpreted that you'll never make it through this trial you're going through and so forth. And don't you feel like just saying, shut up. Don't say that. That's what Elisha was saying to these prophets. They were half-hearted. And sometimes well-meaning people will come up to you and sometimes they think that maybe they're giving you a word of encouragement, but in a way they're telling you you'll never make it through this trial you're going through or this particular hardship that you're having. And I want to just say with all politeness, Christ-likeness, shut up. I don't want to hear it. Don't get around people that drag you down. They were trying to bring Elisha down. They didn't have the commitment that Elisha had. Elisha wanted the double portion because he knew what he was going into. Do we know as a church and individuals what we're going to go through in this country today? I don't believe we have an inkling of an idea of how it's going to get today. I want to tell you, All of what we're doing is in preparation, first of all, for heaven, but to be able to to go out of this place in a ball of spiritual fire. I want to tell you today, we need to be ready. Elisha knew that he needed the power of God. And what is the anointing? Again, the mantle, what they were saying that he threw in the river and it sparked. I'm talking about the power of God. I'm talking about the authority that God gives us. Don't listen to that negative stuff. In your own way, say, shut up. I don't want to hear it. Obviously, they spoke those discouraging words. And they were telling him, you know. And, and basically, what they were looking at, because they stood at a safe distance watching, because they thought that Elisha was going to fail. And they were just ready to ridicule him. And the enemy today is looking to say, you know what, you're stumbling and fall. I'm just watching for you to fail. And you want to say, shut up, enemy. Get behind me. Remember what, obviously, Jesus told Satan, get behind me, Satan. This is not the will of God. And God is telling you and I, we need to get a backbone and stand up. We need to be, obviously, be counted as not more than just present. But we need to, obviously, be out there on the front of the battle line, helping people who are hurting who are discouraged and hopeless without any hope at all. And that revelation that Elisha had was reserved for the one person certainly willing to press in to God Almighty. And that's what he's looking at today. Not a half-hearted commitment. Not some kind of just sort of going through the motions in your Christian walk with Jesus. I'm talking about people that are soldiers of the cross. People who want to to just go through and take back that territory the enemy has already gotten and, and captured in people's lives. I want to tell you, God is looking for people who are committed, who are determined, who will persevere no matter what happens. That's what our God's looking for. Amen. I believe that. Certainly.
Give so much to more to, to the Lord than what we even realize. And then all of a sudden when they see the miracle, then they jump on the bandwagon. Oh man, looks good. You know, they like the hype. They like the excitement because miracles obviously are, they just open a way or something's happening. I've heard of people who have stayed in the trenches for years and years and years before they saw a breakthrough. I've heard of missionary lives, read about their lives, where they continue to tell other people, just a small group of people about Jesus Christ, and they kept on and on and on until they saw the breakthrough, and whole villages came to the Lord Jesus Christ. I've heard of these things happening. I've seen them. I've listened to testimonies today. And I'm telling you today, don't give up. Keep trusting the Lord and keep moving forward. Whatever the promise God has given you, go out and do what God's called you to do and believe Him for the full report. God Almighty today. There, there are things in our lives that we look at, they haven't changed in years and years and years. And the enemy's telling our conscience, just give up on it and so forth. And God is saying, don't give up on it. Persevere through it. Believe here. And obviously, this is what happened with these half-hearted prophets. They, they, didn't, they didn't like any of this. They, they analyzed things, and, and they always were studying the matter rather than simply embracing the truth and living accordingly. Just embrace the truth. The truth is in God's Word. Get into the Word of God. <clears throat> and, and let the Word of God get down deep in your heart. The Bible says, David says, I've hidden your Word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Get it down deep in your heart and say no to the enemy. Rebuke the enemy. Take authority over the enemy when he comes at your mind. He doesn't know what you're thinking, but he'll try to pepper your mind. And that's why we hold up the shield of faith that says it extinguishes all the flaming arrows of the evil one. It doesn't say some of the flaming arrows. It says all of the flaming arrows of the evil one. We need to get serious about what we're going through as far as a church and as far as individuals walking with Jesus today. Elisha was serious about that. I want a double portion of the anointing of God in my life. And I've asked for it over and over and over again. And I'll not stop asking until and continue to fulfill what God has called me to do. And obviously, Elisha is a, was hungry for the Lord. He walked close with the Lord. And that anointing, I believe, is not just for those old prophets and art, it's for you and me to be able to live the way God's called us called us to live today and the treachery that we're in today, obviously. But the question is, how bad do you want it? Now, I want to tell you today, you can ask for it, but there are things we may have to do to be able to get that. And that is, you may need to get into the Word of God and meditate upon the Word. You may need to just spend time in the Lord in prayer. We're, we're obviously, I believe we're coveting. I believe in everybody in here coveting covenant together to pray for Olivia at night. Can we do that? Everybody in agreement with that. Amen. Okay. We may have to do this. I want to tell you. And you know what? I'll give you a comparison here. I want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. You know, he's really built up and so forth. And I'll tell God, Lord, I want to look like Arnold. I want to have the biceps and, and all that and, you know, all the muscle and the, the six pack, so to speak, and all that stuff and all that. And God says, you got to do something. You got to start lifting weights, Jim. You got to exercise a little bit more than what you're exercising. 
you got to work those muscles to be able to do that. you got to do something today. And that's what God tells us. You want that double portion of God's anointing? Then you got to do something. It may be you've got to sacrifice time with the Lord that maybe you haven't in the past. Whatever it may be, you've got to do something. But I'm telling you, God is willing to do it if you and I. And I believe just hanging and saying, I'm right committing today that I'm not going to budge until I see my God tell me to, to move out. I'm going to stand on the Word of God. And I believe God will obviously honor that. And Elisha, he, he asked for big stuff, didn't he? But we serve a big God. How many of you know that? We serve a big God. Amen. Our God can do it. Our God can turn this country back to God again. And the lawlessness and the godlessness that's in this nation today. My God can send revival and awakening in a moment's time. And people today will get saved and people will get healed. And people will come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we're here today. He says, go and make disciples today because it's contagious. Go and teach them and teach them how. And once you begin to bring in people like that that don't know Jesus, then they'll, it'll multiply more and more and more. And obviously, Elisha, he stays spiritually alert. You know, we're busy, right? I don't want to talk about it again because y'all know that. But let me tell you, the one th- question is, where are our priorities? What is it that we're obviously soaked into? What is it that we need to get involved with? We need to be involved in the church. We need to be involved in other people's lives today. That's why Nancy bringing that up. We need to know one another in the bond of love. We need to love like we've never loved before. People don't want to see people that act more like the world than the world does. People want to see people who love one another. How will you know that they're my disciples? What does the Bible say? Because they love one another. That's what we have to do. And we're commanded to do that. Arise, shine, for your light has come. It is a command that God is calling us to do. When Elijah's mantle fell before him, he picked it up. And that mantle represented the power and authority that we know we need in our Christian life today. People today are being buffeted on all sides and the enemy may know or maybe he's gotten a glimpse. I don't know how much. He's brilliant though, trust me. But God is way beyond the enemy. So don't focus on the enemy. Focus on God. Get close to God. Get trust Him. Let your walk with Jesus Christ be in an intimate manner maybe you've never experienced before. Ask Him for that intimacy. Ask Him. But when the time comes and the enemy comes against you, you need to rebuke him in Jesus' name. And we need to rebuke that demon that's coming against Olivia Robinson in Jesus' name. And we do that too. Amen? Amen. We redo that. That Foul spirit. You get out of here. Get out of her. And stop messing with her. They can obviously take on the the physical characteristics also and the scratches and the different things. I've seen it. I've ministered to people today who've been under tremendous assault. I can't explain all this stuff. Don't ask me to. But I can tell you one thing. Jesus didn't tolerate them. Did He tolerate them? He didn't tolerate them. He came in and He cleaned house. That's why I've always told you Go through your house every now and then. And it may be 
that Olivia can get some people who are understanding of this and clean her room out, do a house cleaning on the on this scene. Tell her to do a house cleaning and clean house, get it out. In Jesus' name. Oh. I believe that in the last days that you and I are going to need discernment like never before. I believe that you and I are going to need to to be able to discern because right now, Matthew 24 is being played out in this country. Jesus said that many in that day will be deceived and there are many today that are being deceived like I've never seen before. And you know what? As I put this together and I wanted to, to share with you today about these things, these truths. Now, you know what? I, I'll be honest with you. I started saying, Lord, do you want Is this what you want to share today? Do you want to share this? And in the manner that, you know, because my personality and all that other stuff comes out. And I felt like the Lord said, you better share it. You better not back down. You better not worry about what man may think of you or what maybe something's coming up and maybe Jim's kind of lost his mind. But I'm seeing things today, I'm telling you, that are not frightening because I know Jesus, but it's frightening for those that don't know Christ because they'll be swept away in deception that's so, so intense and so real to them they won't even know what hit them. And I want you people today as your pastor to know that you and I need to be ready. I'm not talking about so, so light well. You know, this is always a preacher talks like this. No, God gives us this, this insight and this discernment to say there are things happening. There are people that are going out into eternity without Jesus Christ in their lives. And that's it. They're completely thrown out of the presence of God. And you and I have the answer. And I'll be honest with you, I don't want to stand before Jesus and say, he goes, what about this person over here? How come you didn't tell this person here? Because you were confronted with this person many, many times. And I don't want to look at him in the eyes and say, there's somebody slipped past me. Somebody I didn't pay attention to because of whatever reason, busyness or whatever. The people today that need to know the truth. And so as you share with people, because here we are in election season, and man, there's a lot of, they always tell you, don't talk about two things, religion and politics, right? But you need to pray. And you need to share truth with people that don't know. And I want to tell you today, don't, you don't have to raise your hand, but you can just 
say, I'm so grateful today because that Jesus showed me grace what was played earlier. I'm so glad. That I'm a child of God. How about you? I'm so glad. I don't take it for granted either. I don't, I don't take what Jesus did for granted. He didn't have to. He could have let me die in my sins and I would be in hell for all eternity. But He didn't do it. He saved me. I'm going to put my feet on a rock. Put my feet on Him and who He is. His testimony. I'm so grateful today for Jesus. And I want to be a, a witness to people about that too. I want to go out like Elijah did. And I don't want to, because of comments and so forth, saying, well, if I kind of draw back here and let somebody else do it, because I know that's not right, because he's looking at you and he's looking at me. And he's looking for us to make a choice. When the prodigal son finally came to his senses and turned, the father was waiting. But the biggest burden the father had was he had to wait until the choice was made by the prodigal son to turn back. And that's what he's doing for you and me. He's given us a choice. He will not violate our will. He's given us a choice of whether or not we want more or it could be said to give him more of us whatever way you want to term it I believe that's what he's saying amen let's pray together Father thank you for this your truth your word and we ask you just speak to us just ask you to reveal your grace and dear God today we just pray that we wouldn't give up just like Elijah he went right on to the end and Elijah said I am not I'm going with you and Lord, that's what we say to you today. We're going with you. And whatever it is you have, oh God, we ask you, because we have truth. And the world needs to know truth. And oh God, we ask you today, stir our hearts in such a manner that it will get us out of our comfort zones and that we won't leave it for another generation to fulfill. That we, this day, will commit to you that we will take up that mantle and we will follow Jesus. So Lord, we ask that individually here today and also corporately. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.